Oh my god, I almost had a perfect intro. What is up, everybody? And Jelly has officially disappeared as soon as the song ends and we are ready to start the podcast. Love that for us. Love that for Jelly. Honestly. That's fine. Coffee We're just gonna... Coffee is important. It's very, very important. I actually have my coffee ready to go. I got it earlier. This is like my fourth cup this morning. Um, to be fair, I wasn't fully um ready either. I feel like that song is very um short. <laughs> that song's very, very short. <laughs> Cause I was like, wait a second, this isn't hold on. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um good morning, everyone. Jelly, you got your coffee? You ready to go? I got my coffee. Number two. Ready Number two. That's important. That is important. I'm just, uh, I was trying to do all like the self promo stuff and like post a link out there and like put it on my Twitter. And I got to like the last two discords that I put the self promo in and, uh, the song had already ended and I'm like, Oh shit, we're starting. Um, so today's podcast is going to be about gender roles. Are we excited? Yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> So you had some ideas last week. You should be excited. Yeah, Jordan, you're the one who you're the one who literally requested this podcast. Like you requested this topic. I don't remember what I said. And I you, I was told to write it down and pin it, but I forgot. Yeah, yeah. you were. You I literally well, told you I was like, I love this idea. Write it down. In the actual section that we have for podcast topics and suggestions in the Discord. Did you do that? I may may have copied it. Hold on. Okay. What up, Skate? Welcome on in. It might be in my, like, clipboard, you know? Shit. Did none of this other shit copy? Why is it? What are we doing here? Was it the the porn thing? Oh, that was not. Um, that is one yeah. of the topics you wanted to talk about was how, um, porn is okay for like men. To- Did you say porn? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. I wrote corn in last week because I didn't know if I could write porn on it. <laughs> Right. No. Um, I feel like that's a that's a word that everyone automatically thinks. We can we can definitely cover that aspect real quick if we would like to. Um, the overall topic of today's podcast is going to be gender roles because that was brought up in regards to um, how the the pros and cons, like the positive aspect of it, the negative aspect of it, and. Um, I want to touch it, touch base, because it really hits home for me personally. Um, but yes, let's just cover the topic of porn real quick. So what was your statement in regards to that? Um, why? Uh, it was just talking about how, like, some people find people's definition of cheating and why is it usually okay for women to watch porn but not men? Yeah, so apparently there are some girls out there that are against their partners watching recreational 
videos. Okay, so I'm gonna go first. I go ahead. I'm kind of one of those because only only because I feel that like so uh if they're watching porn okay that's fine that's fine but if they're watching porn and not also having sex with you that's an issue or using I can agree with that. yeah oh i'm just getting ideas okay Jelly, but... can you turn your mic down just a smidge i well, can't go I in and edit it... the audio because um it'll mess up everything <laughs> like my I whole screen will get messed up if i do it I have, um, like, when I was still back working, yeah, I have come home and not even been given the opportunity to have sex, and instead they used porn, or they've lied about it. Like, the last relationship I was in, I was literally laying in the bedroom, putting our, putting my daughter to sleep, and... I was still awake. She had fallen asleep. I'd come out and he was literally jacking off. And oh. I went to the bathroom. I I like went out, asked him, what are you doing? Because it looked weird. And he goes, oh, I'm scratching my leg. Like, why lie about it? Like, it's obvious what you're doing. That, I haven't, I haven't had the issue of catching legs there you go random body part from papa i appreciate it um i haven't caught my partner masturbating and that like that being the reason for lack of sex in the relationship i haven't actually caught them it would explain a lot all right it would explain a lot but I've never actually been in that position where I have learned that, oh, the reason why we're not having sex is because you're jacking off a lot. Um, Skate comments, how about when it's a point at a point where the guy is asking for it and not getting any, then they have a problem with porn being watched. That's what I was going to ask, too. So in these, like, if you aren't in the mood, okay, if they've asked you, they've tried to, you know, initiate it and you're just like, no, I'm not really feeling it. Are you then opposed if they were to go ahead and excuse themselves to go handle some business? Like, are you opposed to that? Yeah. See, like, I don't care. Like, with my second pregnancy, I was sick for the first 17 weeks. Ooh. Obviously, I ain't going to want sex. So go ahead, handle your business. You do you. Leave me alone because I'd rather not upchuck right in the middle of it. Oh, gross. I have another question on hand of that. Okay. So if you are opposed to them watching porn, right? Instead of like, if you're opposed to them watching porn, even if they have tried initiating sex, but you're not in the mood and it still can, you know, hurt your feelings because we're sensitive creatures. I will give that. Sometimes I'm upset. I get upset for, I don't even know why I'm getting upset. Like I'm, I'm sad all of a sudden. I don't know why. Would you then be opposed to a compromise? Say like, hey, I'm not in the mood to actually like either blow you or actually let you pound me right now. And it really offends me or like upsets me. And I don't know why if you were to go excuse yourself to the other room to go handle business. But if you would like, I'll give you a hand job. Like, are you opposed to still helping them, like aiding them? And like, because obviously, I mean, like if you're horny, you're horny. See, I, I can actually say I've never given a hand job. I've given blow jobs. We know. But I've never given a hand job. 
like okay. it always it always leads so I don't I don't know. I've definitely given a little a little under the cover rug a tug, you know. I've definitely um done that. I've did I I never offered the blowjob to those people though because I was more so um like I didn't want to give them a blowjob. You know, Negan's the only person that I've been with that I'm just like, yeah, you you want right now or do you want one right now? Um I think I have a problem, honestly. <laughs> enough, uh, I've been told that. Yeah. So back to the the topic of the um of like porn being an issue, right? So for Jelly, for you, you're saying that if if it you're lacking my- the intimacy in the relationship and they are going to go watch videos that for you is like it's crossing a boundary that you've set like no dude that, that's okay. an issue because he like so that was in my marriage and um he like but he was like you knew from the start that i just don't like or want sex all the time or in his case ever at all but his search history shows showed that he was on porn all the time i'm like "Mm, yeah i feel like that would open the doors to a lot of other issues in the relationship too whereas you as his partner would then start doubting yourself and doubting are is there any physical attraction here are you even attracted do you even like me at this point see that's that i feel like is a big issue when it comes to porn and on whether or not it's cheating and it and I mean, I can't say that it hasn't happened to me in the past where I've seen some of the stuff he's watching and I've seen some of the girls and I'm like, well, damn, like, is that what he's attracted to? Because I sure don't look like that. Mm-hmm. And it causes issues. And I think that's a big issue with women being okay with their men watching porn or seeing it as cheating is seeing the different stuff he's watching. And it just causes body issues. I mean. You start having like self-doubts, insecurities, oh. questioning about like if you are good enough or. Um, I could I could understand that. I I didn't have the issue with the porn being watched. Um, I never like I said, I never caught my previous partners, you know, doing that. It was always just the lack of intimacy that was the issue. There's also a lot of lack of communication, too. Um, and it was like, I was always in the mood and my partners were just like, you know, couldn't be bothered. And I, that I had a lot of like body dysmorphia. Um, you know, I wouldn't say it stemmed from that originally. Cause it probably, if you dive deeper into it, it probably goes stems from like childhood or birth or whatever. I don't know the science behind it, but I do know that it did not help me any at all in getting better or trying to learn to actually love myself. The very it's a very interesting take on that. <laughs> Seeing that because I mean, porn videos are edited so much you don't see women who have the different vaginas or all the different like their tits are always perky and pretty, and they don't have skin. Amateur issues. porn, baby. 
you always want to watch amateur porn. You never watch the professionals. Any 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 person who watches porn will tell you it's amateur porn all the way. Just saying. Speaking from from research studies that I've done, not from personal, not from personal. Holy <laughs> <All your> research. <laughs> you might have had that I just want you to know, midget porn is where it's at, though. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. I'll say that. I'll make comments. I don't know if that's actually like I know the term midget probably is offensive, but like that is actually like the the category or the search of it is is called. So, but I'm telling you, dude, it's it's a thing. It's a thing for me personally. I am a big fan. <laughs> I'll put myself on blast. I don't care. <laughs> um. Anyway, was there anything else we wanted to cover on the whole porn topic before we moved on to the OG topic of what this actual podcast is about today? (laughs) Anybody else have any comments, questions, or concerns? Why are you watching midget porn? Have you ever tried to watch it yourself? No, because that's not not something that sounds arousing to me. Just type in, just try and search a video. I can send you a few for reference. Find a video. Just try it. And then tell me your opinions on it. So Papa then types, what some women don't understand is that communication is hard for most men. So their communication typically is sex. I can relate to that as a woman. And the reason why I say that is because I have learned since being since taking the time to be single and get professional help, like go see a therapist, which has helped immensely. Um, and then being in a healthy relationship with my now partner, Negan, that I thought the only form of intimacy that there was was sex. That's all there was to it. Since then, I have learned that there are other forms of intimacy being next to each other, laying in bed after a really long fucking day with the kids and activities and just life and laying next to each other in bed, getting ready to go to sleep on your phones. I consider that intimacy. Now, we will sit there and play on our phones. We'll watch our own videos. We'll talk to each other a bit, but not not a whole lot. Some nights we don't really say all but five words to each other and three of them are I love you. And we're on our phones. I have recently discovered that as being a form of intimacy though because this is what we're doing at the end of the day we're in our confined space and like we're able to just relax and let loose but we're not alone either we're with each other and to us both of us that's become like a really important thing it helps us sleep better at night um the communication aspect of it is that yes papa I understand that communication is hard for most men, but at what point do you take accountability for that and try to improve that? At what point do you try to be better and try to communicate more versus just saying, this is just how I am. It is what it is. Because we can understand that up into a point that communication is hard and we do understand that intimacy for men is sex or that's you know what you guys are using as communication but then it is up to you as yourself and this isn't just for men because women are like this too it just depends but it's up to yourself to then realize okay I need to do better I want to improve at what point like are we supposed to 
as the other partner who is not like that in the relationship? At what point do we say, okay, enough is enough? You know, because I can, I can excuse it for a bit. As long as you're aware of it and you try to work on it, like that's fine. Right. But if you're not willing to take accountability for it or change it, then that's where it becomes a really big issue. Right. Yeah. We kind of touched on that last week with like men in communication and feelings and how it's always been like mm -hmm. back in the day brought up that they can't show their feelings and, and whatnot. But like at some point you need to like learn to grow and change and evolve because mm -hmm. it's more accepting now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And in my opinion, women want the openness and the communication and the feelings. What are feelings, says Shano? I don't know, Shano. Apparently girls get mad for you even breathing. So <laughs> he was the one who made the comment on Twitter when I posted. And I was like, what are some things that men do that women like? It's a like women can do, but men can't. And Shano's like breathing. <laughs> Um, so to kind of go ahead and just bring back to the original topic here, right? So we talked last week about the double standards when it comes to men and women, whether it's in society as a whole, or if it's in the actual like personal relationship that they have with their partner, right? Another topic got brought up towards the end of stream, and it was about gender roles. Now, when we say gender roles, we think, or I think personally, that, you know, the woman cooks and cleans, the man goes and, and works during the day, brings home the money, comes home, sits down, relaxes, and do shit else, and the woman does everything around the house, right? That's fine, Jordan. So that's what we see as the, like, gender roles. Now, since you know, uh, recent decades, it's become a thing where women can actually, we can work too. We don't have to be stay at homes. I don't know at what point it became a negative thing to be a stay at home mom or a stay at home dad, or even if you're not a parent and you're just a stay at home housemaker, right? You're the homemaker. At what point did that become a negative thing? Jelly, you, have you ever been a stay at home mom or have you always been a working mom? I've always worked. You've always time. worked. Yeah. How difficult was that for you when your daughter was younger, say? Like when she was younger in the baby years and then like in the toddler years and then as she started getting in the school and extracurricular activities, did you have to have a very big circle around you for that support to do? Was your partner at the time a big help? I know the answer already to this. I just want you to know, but chat does not know the answer to this. Chat does not know the answer. Uh, I am aware we are best friends. I am aware that I know about your ex-husband and your baby daddy and your recent ex. I know all this stuff, but chat doesn't. So pretend I'm dumb. Hi, Hashi. Welcome in. Shauna's like, I'd love to stay at home. Tubsy said he'd love to be a stay-at-home dad, too. Tubsy would just love to be a stay-at-home <laughs> yeah not even not even really with the kid part like Tubsy would just like to stay at home yes I feel that but um, anyway I how... had 
had a supportive circle with uh, my mom and um, her dad's mom, so her other grandma. Um, they were very supportive, um, and like she actually, my child has been raised. She's so spoiled. She never went to daycare because she stayed with one of the grandmas. Mm -hmm. um, while I worked during the day and then um and then once she started kindergarten I started working from home um for like insurance companies and and whatnot mm -hmm. and then um it was finally when she got older um that I had decided that I was going to pursue my, uh, you know, back in the day when, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I want to be in law enforcement. So that's when I was going to, I decided she was probably 10. And I decided to start pursuing that. And even then, uh, I worked midnights so that I could be home during the day. Um, to go to uh, school events and sports mm -hmm. and whatnot. And then my mom watched her at night. Okay. Um, I made it work. <laughs> yeah. Now, would you say that if you were given the opportunity to not work either entirely or to even cut back your hours, would you have taken that if you had that opportunity or provided with that? When she was younger? I think, yes. Like, I would have, I wanted to, when she was little, I wanted to do more. Um, I, like, I did participate in classroom activities as much as I could, um, like on lunch breaks and whatnot, because her school was only a block away. But I wanted to do more. Um, and I wanted to be the mom to make the cute treats and gifts and whatever for every freaking holiday i never did i just um, want you to know i'm a stay-at-home mom i will never be a pinterest mom that's what i call those i will never be a pinterest mom i have tried being a pinterest um, mom i've tried being a diy mom it's just not for me it's just not for me love DIY. yeah i mean i'm i'm a stay-at-home mom but not necessarily by choice because yeah i was gonna get to you MS. next after that with my ms i and some other medical conditions I have, I'm not able to work. I'm not able to sit there and stand on my feet for eight hours or anything like last night I cooked my aunt's chicken, which is a tedious process. And it was like two hours long and I was dead by the end of it. Like I couldn't do anything else. Mm -hmm. I had to sit down and just relax. And yeah. I honestly hate staying at home 24 seven. Um, I miss working, but at the same time, it's not like I can do anything about it. Yeah. yeah. So. I did want to touch base on these. I want to touch base like, on these two comments real quick. Um, Skate made the comment. He's like, my wife wants to be home and I let her, I don't make her now. Um, I know some people are going to read that later on and be like, what do you mean you let your wife he doesn't mean it in any negative way. Skate just makes sure that he has a job that can actually provide for that and take yeah. on that extra half of it. Shano comments something a little bit different that actually I have seen most parents do. And Negan and his um, daughter's mom, our daughter's mom, uh, actually did for a while when they were together. 
And Shauna says, me and my girl have rotations for our daughter. I work overnights and she works during the day. Her grandma fits in the middle. Now, Shauna, if you have the opportunity to go ahead and provide for them financially, and would you, and you had, you were able to make that offer to your girlfriend, would she then take that? Like, would you want to, I guess my question would be, um, if you have the opportunity to provide them financially so she could stay at home, would you offer that to her? And the reason why I asked that is because when Negan propositioned me with going to full-time stay at home, he confided in me. He's like, I really, he's like, I have always wanted to be able to make enough money to where I can provide for my family financially and I can have my wife at home be in there for the kids so they always had a parent at home and they didn't miss out on things or they weren't relying on the grandparents too much or too much right grandparents that's not too much for them they love these kids but if you were given the opportunity to proposition your wife with the ability to stay at home is that something that is that like a goal for you is that something that is like a dream or something like in a perfect world it's up to her. She works a minimum wage job, so I'm sure she'd be happy. But she also lost her mind when she had her daughter due to a C-section. That is another like whole branch of things that um, a lot of men won't really understand. They can try their best to understand. They will never fully understand the whole traumas of, of birth trauma. There's a lot behind it. I thankfully did not have any trauma when it came to birth. It was the after fact and my already there depression that really affected me my first. Um, he said, we also don't live together, so it's harder. I feel like that'd be very, very difficult to do, you know, and there are a lot of sacrifices that parents make on both sides of the spectrum where it's like, you know, you, you have to give up something in order to the, the end goal for parents, you know, is to provide our children with everything that they could want or need in life to succeed um i mentioned in last week's podcast and me and jelly touched up on that was uh being a parent that is healing from childhood trauma and generational curses and trying to teach your child to be better and how to healthy like in a healthy manner deal with things like that has been a huge huge uh Trials and tribulations of parenting. <laughs> um, Brooke says, I grew up with both parents working. My parents both had weekends off. Sometimes my dad didn't. My mom always had, well, one second, sorry. My mom always had Mondays and Tuesdays off. So the remaining three days, my sister and I were in daycare and after school programs. And my sister and I turned out perfectly fine, I think. Right. In no way am I saying that if you are working parents, that you are lacking something for your children, that your children are lacking. The whole topic of this is to get people's opinions of how they feel, whether being parents or even just, not even just parents, just people in general in relationships and seeing the pros and cons of being, working, or staying at home full time. Um, <clears throat> Papa says, well, I got a story for you. After like two weeks of Bianca finding out she was pregnant, I assumed that the child would have her last name and I would probably not be on the birth certificate. And I expressed that to her. I assumed. Currently, me and Bianca are in limbo. Like she doesn't want me there and does. 
I'm left on limb with nothing to do. She says, time. I reassured her that I assumed that and I never said I didn't want the child to have my last name and be on the birth certificate. So now I'm walking on eggshells. I'm getting tired of it. That, that has got to be such a tough thing to deal with. And from a woman's perspective, whenever a man makes a comment and anyone in general, I used to be like this. I'm, I'm better about it. I wouldn't say I'm perfect on it now. When, I, when someone come, would come to me with an opinion on something, they would say something. Not only would you assume something and you're expressing it to me, now I'm assuming something. And I'm assuming that you feel negatively about this topic. And so the best advice I can give to you, Papa, when it comes to you and Bianca is just to continuously express to her whenever she reaches out, like, I do care for you. I love you, obviously. I want to be in the child's life. I would like for the child to have my last name if you are comfortable with doing that. Because that is a big ask. And it is a big decision, especially if you're not married, it is a big decision to make. Sometimes I have found myself regretting giving my sons their father's last names, especially early on, and Jordan can attest to that as well. I don't know if I really want to dive into that, to be completely honest on a side note. Um, I mean, I, I kind of, so it kind of goes with what Papa Red said. You know our situation yeah. in regards to our daughter. Um, And, you know, when I was in labor with her, he would make comments to me because he wasn't in the state. He was in another one for a job. Um, He made the comments to me oh, was your new man going to be there because we weren't together? But then when we mm-hmm. went to go do her birth certificate, he made the comment when I let, I told him, like, give her this last name. And he made, like, a big conniption, like, showing his ass about her having his last name. Well, I didn't think you were going to do it, this and that. And his mom looked at him and told him to shut up. Yeah, yeah. I think also when it comes to having a kid too, like there are a lot of emotions, especially when it's your first, um, with not even just first child, but your first with a person. So like for me, I have two firsts with two different people. I am a stereotype. So is Jordan, fun fact. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of emotions on both sides and it's a very, very delicate time. And you just have to really be open to talking it out with your person 100%. Um, Shano said, I'd be more than happy letting her stay at home. It's tough because she has had bad depression as well. Luckily, I only work Monday through Friday, so I'm always there during the weekend, but her schedule is random. Once we move in together, that'll be a discussion I'm more than happy to have. I love that for you. And I love that you are taking into consideration her wants and wishes and also providing like, hey, these are options and these are things that I'm able to provide for you as your partner but it's your decision on what you want to do and what you want to happen. Right. So I love that you are, you're taking in consideration her feelings, her mental health and making it her choice, but also telling her at the same time, like I am able to do this for you. If this is something that you would like to do, you don't have to. And by any means, but if you would like to, I can provide this for you. I think that's beautiful. Um, do you have an in or outy bu- belly button? Can I see both belly buttons? Um, Aaron, no. Um, you can't see my belly button. I have a lot of mom pudge. Also, not sure if you're a troll. 
Um, also, yes. I have an um, Innie, not an Audi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Papa said she doesn't want to hear anything about it anymore. I have tried and tried to talk to her about it, and she becomes short. I would definitely give her some space. I would definitely give her some space. Um, I would cut it to every few days, you know, um, to reach out. At that point in time, there's really, no matter what you do, it's going to be, it's either going to be a wrong or right thing. And is it right for her to treat you like that? No, but she's also in a very, very fragile state right now. And it sucks to put it in a lack of a better terms. It absolutely sucks. It does. Um, cause every girl is different. I understand in an aspect of where she's coming from, but I like to look at myself as I am more healed than what I was before. And I handle things differently than I did before in no way, shape or form. Am I a perfect example? But I do know for a fact that I handle situations entirely differently than I did four years ago. Um, Brooke says, for me, I want to work even after I have kids. But if at one point I want to be a stay at home mom, I would hope my partner would be OK with that. I feel like there are definitely pros and cons to being a stay at home mom. For me, the pros have been I am able to take my kids. I can pick them up from school, um, drop them off in the mornings. I am able to take them on random trips to the zoo because we have a free zoo here. Uh, I say free lightly. All the extra stuff costs. Um, you know, we have things that we are able to do and adventures we're able to go on. And I do enjoy the fact that I'm not bound to a certain schedule based on work. And that I'm able to see um, all the first with the kids. And it's actually a really, um, it's really rewarding I will say the downside to it is that my interaction that I get with adults is um, here on stream and Jordan, who calls me every day and who I answer every three days um, and Jelly (laughs) and um, any of my gaming friends like this is my adult interaction. And then when Negan gets home, I have a best friend um, who we used to hang out all the time, but she's also a stay at home mom of four kids. So she has one more than me. And our schedules are almost, almost good to where we can go ahead and meet up with each other during the day, but it's like a very tight window and it's very difficult to do. And gas is super expensive and I am down to one vehicle right this second. Uh, fingers crossed. I think Negan's coming home with a new car for me today. So we'll see. Um, oh, I made me French toast. Now think about it. Uh, Shauna said I'd also be able to work mornings, working nights, just make more money for me right now. Yeah, I understand. I mean, and in the time being, you know, until you guys get to that point of moving in together and being able to cross that path of different options, grinding is a, it's a blessing and a curse, but grind whenever you can, as much as you can and put that all aside. 100%. Um, Papa then goes to say, hold on one second there. Sorry. I'm trying to keep up with chat, address them and then also address ourselves, but then also not get lost in chat either. It's, a balance here. I love the activity and I love that we're all discussing things. I've been looking forward to this podcast. <laughs> um, Papa said, I went to stay with her last weekend. She didn't even want to kiss me. Like I was gross, but I'm the bad guy. And she always keeps saying that I can raise this child on my own, just like her other two. Like I said, she is in a very, very volatile state right now. Very, very fragile. Um, very, uh, Very fragile, very hormonal, emotional, 
And it is easier to be upset than it is to, it's easier to be upset than it is to actually be open and honest and accepting of the fact that, hey, I might be wrong, especially while being pregnant, especially while being pregnant. Um, but you do have the love and the support of everyone in the community. And um, we do love you deeply. Brooke says, right now, too, with my job, I work weekends, days and nights, and I'm gone like 12 hours at a time sometimes. Now I'm in the process of changing departments within my company. That will give me Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30, and weekends off. That would be the schedule I'd like to have when I have kids. Um, sidebar, Brooke, did we get that promotion? Because we talked about going to a different department, and you said you had an interview for it, and I never got an update on it. So did we did we make that happen? Um, also, yeah, ideally, I mean, having that schedule with the kids, it's a very set schedule, and knowing that they have week, like you, you start to think about, okay, no, they're not going to have a schedule like weekends, um, you know, with school because they're not school age, you know, right away. You don't go to school for six years. You can start doing like pre-K and stuff at like four, three or four. Depends on their birthdays. Um, Depends on the children because with our daughter's class, she had a two-year-old in there. And granted, he was only allowed to be in there because he had a speech delay and some other stuff. So our county, I guess, allows children who have IEPs to join earlier and get in. Gotcha. As a single man, any tips? Um, well, hash brown depends on what kind of tips you're looking for. I may have advice. Um, also take my advice with a grain of salt. Because mm-hmm. I'm not a professional. But I can give a woman's insight on things for the most part. For the most part, I think like a girl. Sometimes I... I don't know. <laughs> um, so don't give Craw 300 subs. I mean, I'm not going to tell you to not support Craw because I love me some Craw. That's one of my besties. Um, so, but like Jelly said, maybe keep it to like a hundred or 150, you know, just like, just ease up a bit on it, you know, who knows? <laughs> um, I'm still waiting to hear back about it. Second of you, the direction, directors of my marketing department, but I'm a top candidate. That's exciting. Well, you have to keep me posted on that. I have, I actually have reached out to Tubsy like his last three streams and I've been genuinely curious about it. So I'm really excited for you. Um, also know that when you open up to sin and you become a friend of sins and there's something going on in your life, I'm going to be very interested in it and want to hear updates on it. Um, Skate says, I promise I would not work a swing shift job if it wasn't better for my wife's life. I, and I believe you, Skate is a very dedicated husband and he is, um, a very good dad too. And I do, like I said, I love that you know, both you and Sean will have the same aspect where you are taking in consideration your partner's mental health and, and offering them options for betterment of it. Um, not even just betterment of it, but also taking consideration of like, okay, well, you know, you can do stay at home if that's what you would like to do, but how are you going to feel about it? You know, because sometimes it can be beneficial and sometimes it won't. I've learned Fortnite tips from sin. Did you learn how to collect fall damage? Cause uh, that's what I've been doing lately. Also, I'm a building pro, but anyway, uh, hash brown says, I'm just trying to move on from like random hookups and settle down. 
Okay. So from a, go ahead. A big thing with that is make sure you're open and clear about it in the beginning. Um, Because I mean, that's my main issue as well right now. Granted, I just turned 25. Yeah, I'm still young, but I'm over the whole hooking up with the person because I mean, I've had that ho phase where that's all I did was hook up. Your life was a ho phase. You have room to talk. Your body count's higher than mine. Oh, maybe. Actually, yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, it is. It is. We, that's a different topic. Um, I would say my camera keeps focusing. What the fuck are we doing here, Logitech? Anyway, here is how I got out of the whole phase. I realized that I just didn't want to, um, oh, you missed it last week, Shano. You missed it last week. We, we had a very big discussion on body count. I will bring it up again. Um, <laughs> last week it's been like every stream you've had this week you've asked it did I got, well i didn't mean to ask robot negan brought it up and told me to ask robot so i have been asking random guys in cod lobbies if body count matters and i got drunk last last monday um me and negan did a surprise drinking stream and uh we brought it up in there too and then i also told one guy i identified as a hot air balloon um yeah. anyway Back to what Hash Brown has said. I had, with my last ex, we broke up. I was single for two years before I met Negan. For about six months, I would sit there and try to go ahead and fill this void where I was just, like, wanting to get drunk. I was really broken up about this. I was like, man, I failed yet another relationship, and I'm a single mom again. For a second time, now I'm a single mom. And it really hit with me and my mental state of mind. My cat is doing something. Hello, can you not? Everyone, you are, please stop. I bet it's spicy. I know it is. I, I didn't even see. I'm like, I can put money on it. It's spicy right now. Anyway, I then realized I was like, hey, my mental state of mind is like, I'm not okay if this breakup. I should really talk to my therapist. And so I did. And I started talking to her. I stopped focusing on being alone or lonely. And I started to really just focus on going to school, doing a, getting a really good schedule set for the kids. Cause it was just me and my boys at the time, um, working with my mom on it. I started helping her pay most of her bills because she was laid off from her job. So she would help me out with, um, the boys in school and stuff. Um, I really started focusing on that. At one point I went ahead and I was like, Hey, I'm going to download some dating apps And I'm going to go ahead and put myself out there. And um, I realized, though, I wasn't really, I would get interested to go ahead and respond a few times. And then, like, I have my phone down. I'd have messages sitting there for, like, two weeks. I wouldn't talk to anybody. I'm I'm really bad about that as well. I have downloaded, like, I've downloaded one. And I've downloaded, like, Facebook dating and I've downloaded that Face- like five, six times. Facebook dating was how I met Negan, actually. And See, I said I, this. I, I like it more because with Facebook dating, you can see if you have any mutual friends. Yeah. And then you can sit there and ask that friend, like, hey, how is this person? I didn't have any mutual friends with Negan. Negan. Well, it, at the point in always, time, it- at the point in time 
when I had put on Facebook dating, I had a stat from Warzone because I was like, you know what? I, I want to date somebody who actually plays video games because that was a big thing. That was like an issue for me in my past relationships. I played too many video games. I could zone out for hours and not pay attention to anything around me. Like if I don't have my kids, I don't have any responsibilities around the house. I'm zoning out for hours on a video game. And that was an issue. So I was like, I'm going to make it known that I could be deemed as a gamer. So I had my stats. And at the time in Warzone, it was a, a screenshot of my stats of I had never lost a gulag. And Jordan, you won't understand really what the gulag is. Like you might understand bits and pieces of it, but you won't really get it. I understand that. Jordan's not a gamer. Um I used to be a gamer, but I don't because with my MS, I yeah. have issues. I was pretty much, when I was first diagnosed, I was like pretty much paralyzed on my entire right side. Mm -hmm. And I haven't had the ability to sit there and be able to actually game anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't know. You might be able to pick it back up. I do understand though. But anyway, so I, yes, never lost. I promise you, Shano, I'll go find the picture. I had the stats. I never lost a gulag. And so I put that in my dating bio. And I was mm. like, you know, hey, I mean, if you have some duos, we can go ahead. And, like, I'm down for just gaming buddies, too. Like, I've never lost a gulag. And Negan, being this egotistical fuck that he is, love you, baby, if you're watching. He's not watching. Who am I kidding? He's not watching this right now. Um, But I was like, he goes, you've never lost a gulag? Like, that's interesting. I was like, no, never lost one. And he was like, well, shit, you know, we got to, this is when Verdansk was still a thing. It was the, I think like the updated Verdansk, so not the OG, OG Verdansk. And uh, this was after a couple different patch notes and shit. <laughs> and um, I went ahead and I was like, yeah, I mean, I never, I never lost. And that's what got his attention with it. Now, I have talked about how this man would go ahead. He pursued me and he would message me and I'd leave him on red for like a week or like two weeks or something. And finally it boiled down to he messaged me one time and said, do I have to chase you to the ends of the earth for your attention? I went to respond. I remember getting distracted by my kid doing something, put my phone down and he, um, he then messaged me two weeks later because I forgot to respond and he goes to the ends of the earth. It is. And I was like, this is so fucking cute. I was like, I am so sorry. I'm a piece of shit. Here's my phone number. Go ahead and text me. If I don't answer, call me. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And Still then, ain't gonna um, answer. I did answer him though. We had an ongoing joke where so I wear colored contacts because I hated my eyes for so long. Um, I have this is why I told him I have naturally luminescent shit brown eyes. And I wore blue collar, blue color contacts. And so he got my number and he texts me. He goes, is this Samantha with the ship brown eyes? I go, actually, it's the luminescent ship brown eyes. But yes, this is me. I was like, is this, you know, Corey with the statistically slightly above average, above average peen? Um, and we hit it off. You know what I mean? So but back to what Hash Brown was saying, the whole point of this Whenever he had asked me what I was looking for, I flat out told this man, I have screenshots of it. I will edit it into on the um, onto the YouTube video when we clip this and put this on. I went ahead and put in there. I was like, I'm not looking to mess around. I'm looking for a husband. And I have told him that from the beginning, 
I am looking for a husband. I don't want to sit here and be dating into my 40s or be someone's girlfriend for, you know, 10 years. I am looking to get married. I want to get married. I want to be in a family. I want to, I want to do the damn thing. And he cracked a joke and said, um, you know, like, oh, you're looking for a husband? Like, damn, you know, and I'll, I'll share the picture. It's not anything inappropriate. It's actually really cute. But Hash Brown, if you are open and honest with these girls and you just tell them like, hey, like, I, I really do want to settle down. I want to find my person. Go on a date with them. Hold out from actually having sex on the first date. There's nothing wrong with having sex on the first date. There really isn't. But do that to see if you can hold out, if it's just lust or if you're like, I'm genuinely attracted to this person. The best advice I can do is actually go on dates to go on dates. Don't go on dates to then get laid. If you go on dates with the intent to get laid, you're not ready to settle down. If you go on dates with the intent to learn something about someone and get to know them, then you are ready to find your person. Um, let's see here. My eyes are beautiful. Thank you so much, Brooke. I love you. Let's read Brooke's comment. Should I read this out loud? <clears throat> um, so what I will say, I won't read it out loud unless you want me to, Brooke. But what I will say, I read it. And about... The only thing that I have to say about the engagement is there is a, a big difference in telling. Oh, I can't. OK, then I'll read it out loud. Hold on. Sorry. I have my TV in the background to like give me that extra light, because if I find anything else to give me an extra light, it's too light. So you see me sitting here fumbling with some. It's my room. It's fucking turning off. Brooke says. I didn't tell him that when he gets back from Arizona, I want to have a serious talk about our future. He's going back to school next year, and I'm so, so proud of him. But school is two years, so I want to talk about us moving in, possibly engagement, and do we wait till he's done with school or when he's in it? For me, I'm established and I'm ready, and I know what I want in life, so I do feel like it's a conversation I want to have. Okay, so I think it is a very good idea. To have this conversation with your partner. 100%. It's very good to establish things. But if I could give advice on it. This is the advice I would give. When you are having this talk. Make sure you let your person know. In no way am I giving you an ultimatum. I'm not telling you. That you need to propose to me by this date. Or else I'm moving on. But I will say. Something along those lines though in a less demeaning and vindictive tone is good to state. I would suggest saying, I have a five-year plan or a three-year plan, three to five-year plan. And I told Negan this. We talked about this like literally probably like a year ago now. Me and Negan being together for two years, I told him my three to five-year plan. By the end of that five years, I want to at the very least be engaged. Now, I'm not putting a date on it. I'm not rushing it. I'm not sitting here and pushing him towards it. I've brought it up. We've talked about it. He understands where I'm coming from. And he knows that this is something that I really want. And I, not that I, I would say that I need, I would say I need that. I need that in my relationship because that is something that I want. And that is a goal that I see my, for myself in my future. I want to be a wife, Right. I want to be a wife and it is good to have that topic of your conversation or good to have that conversation topic with your partner 
because then they know where you are and then they can figure out where they are and they can sit down and realize like, I can make this happen. But then say in three to five years, this isn't happening. And every time the topic gets brought up, it's brushed off. Then that's when you need to realize, okay, you need to have a different talk and be like, this isn't working because I told you what I needed and you're not willing to meet those needs. And that's fine if that's not where you are right now. But if you can't see yourself getting to that point soon, because we're reaching the end of this, then, you know, there's something's got to give and it may just have to be the relationship. So I would tread lightly with it, go into it with open um, and honest views. And then Jelly says, you have a question for this topic. I have a question for this topic, but I also wanted to add my input as well. Like in chat, I told her that it's definitely a conversation to have. I feel that couples should be, um, have that conversation to be on the same page for what they want. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I don't see, like you said, you have a a three to five year plan. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't see like having to set a time frame on that. But like, if you talk together about goals that you want to reach together, um, and your plans for the future and like, Mm -hmm. I see it, um, as like a steps process, like, okay, so the first step that we reach or the first goal or milestone is this and then this and then this like yeah so that you can at least see progression within your relationship and your guys's future goals that's a really that's actually a better way to put it you're saying instead of saying like the time frame of where I want to be at you're saying like these are the things that you know in order to reach this level we got to do this and you know, like you keep track of where you are in the relationship. And so, you know, like this is the ultimate, like this is the goal that we're reaching towards next. I can understand that. Yeah. That's a better advice. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to sit in a relationship that's going nowhere. It's just mm-hmm. sitting there. Like mm-hmm. what, what's the purpose of that? I mean, it just because someone's end goal isn't marriage and they just want to be in a relationship for the next 20 years doesn't mean the other person wants the same thing so you got to be kind of upfront about that yeah but don't be pushy about it don't sit there yeah and be like, if if we're not engaged within the next two three years I'm I'm done with you I'm leaving but like if there's stuff that's moving towards getting engaged, getting married, getting whatever goals, like you said, Jelly, on doing that, then that's a different different scenario in it. Yeah. I think think setting... I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. We're not ready yet for my question. I'll hold on. I was just... The last comment that I personally was going to make was that I do like the different viewpoint of setting goals of like achievements of like, you know, you're building towards something and like setting goals together as a couple. And I feel like, um, when I told Negan where I was at and how I had like a five-year goal, five-year plan, there were other things that were put into it, obviously. Um, you know, we did talk about where we wanted to be at financially, where we wanted to be at, where we were living, where we want to be at with like the businesses and stuff like that. But also thrown into it was, I do want to be, 
at the very, very least by the end of this time frame. You know, this is, so I, I did the time frame. I did the goals of what I saw for us and what we can achieve in it. But also in this time frame, I also want to be engaged. So I, I kind of, the more we talked about, you know, your viewpoint on it, I, I did do that. I did go ahead and give the achievements and what we're reaching towards as goals, but I also threw in there like, you know, this, I do have a time frame, three to five year plan. And I do also want to be engaged at the very least. I have all, but the thing too, is that I have always wanted to be a wife. I've always wanted to be a wife. I will say, like, I agree with you. And I agree with Brooke that like, if you're in a relationship or you get to like that three to five year point, and you're mm-hmm. not engaged. You guys are not like engaged, at least with the talk of like to me, you don't even need a wedding date pet. But like if you're if you're at that three to five year point and you're not engaged, then like what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Because the goal the goal with dating is it not to go ahead and find your forever person? If you're not right. if your goal with dating is not to find your forever person, then why are you dating? You're not having intimate connections with these people, like a, the true intimate, you know, connection. Um, 27, you want to get married and start having babies. I get the whole commitment of it. What am I, chop liver? Yeah, you literally have a child in chat right now, Brooke. Jeez. I'm sorry, Shano. <laughs> you Neglectful know, I've, mom over here. I've seen, I've seen family members that they've been with a girlfriend for 20 years and never did anything with it and i'm just like why it doesn't take that much you can go right now to the courthouse and get married like i couldn't do that whatever i have seen someone be boyfriend and girlfriend for 10 20 years and i I specifically do not want that in my life and i have told that to negan i am not going to be someone's girlfriend for 10 years I will not no. be someone's girlfriend for 10 years. I won't. Oh my no question. Because it doesn't take that long to realize, hey, I want to spend my life with this person. If we're together for 10 years, you've already spent a good portion of your actual exactly. lifespan with me. So why the fuck so haven't we made that commitment? This, this said cousin had two kids with this lady. And never did they get married. But then... The next person he was with, <laughs> they were engaged within like six months to a year. Granted, mm. they never got married because he's a drug addict, but. Okay, so bad example. What's Jelly's question, though? I'm very curious oh, on no, this. Not. That was oh, a bad example. Um, I was going to say, so side note, going on based on what Jordan was saying, um, I discussed with Chris, uh, we, we talked like a while ago. Um, I saw a TikTok. It was a Steve Harvey TikTok where um, he said, he asked the crowd, like, at what point do you know that you're with that person that you want to be with? Um, There was a poll and someone in the crowd had said that this guy was like three years, but Steve Harvey was like three years. What are you doing, my man? But he said the poll. We love Steve Harvey up in here. Yes. The poll says within three to six months, you know if you're with that person that you want to be with. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, my or another one of my cousins actually, she was with her significant other for not even that long. But he's got two daughters with another woman that said something about the six month mark and he couldn't propose or bring his daughters around until the six month mark. And so literally six months in, they got engaged and literally married a year later. I was like, oh. I feel like the big holdup is, or I know, here I'll speak on experience. In our relationship, the reason why we are not engaged right now is because we have other goals that we want to achieve first. And one of them is the financial stability. That is something that we want to achieve and get set in stone before we go ahead and make the next move of getting engaged and planning a wedding. I know that I want to spend the rest of my life with him. I knew that two months into our relationship, I was like, nope, this is the man right here. I was like, this is him. I have met my soulmate. He knew shortly into the relationship. I don't know the exact time frame, but I can tell you the way he was acting. He knew like before I even knew, but he'll tell you different because he's a man. Like he's not going to sit here and be honest about his feelings. What is that? Um, but he he has told me it's not that he does not see himself with me. He said if he were to get married, I am the one that he sees that happening with. It's not that he doesn't see me being his forever person. It's not that he doesn't want to get married to me. It's not any of that. It's we have other goals that we want to reach first, and that is why we are not engaged. Because I've had people literally ask me, Jelly has been one of these people who has asked me, what's the holdup? Like, why aren't you guys engaged? Negan, bro. People, people who just meet me and come into it, they don't realize that we're actually just dating. Like, we're not even married. They don't realize that, though, because of, I mean, multiple things going to factor, but a big thing is because of you can tell the love that we have for each other. And sometimes people think that we've been together longer than what we've been together for. We've only been together. Our two-year anniversary is in 14 days. We haven't even been together a full two years yet. We've been talking for a full two years. We have not been together for a full two years yet. And when I tell people that, a lot of people are really surprised by it because of I feel our communication level and our stability and our relationship and where we're at is what you see in couples that have been together for five plus years. We have a very, very healthy relationship. I am beyond grateful for it. And I am very proud to say, and I know we have a very, very healthy relationship. I love it. Um, Skate mentioned something too that has also been something that we have talked about is he said they did a courthouse wedding and on their 10 year anniversary, they're going to have like an actual ceremony. Like they're going to do the whole wedding thing. Which I mean, weddings aren't always plausible um, for a lot of people because let's face it, weddings are expensive. I don't think you You know, broke. Yeah, there's no reason to sit there and go broke just to have one party. And a lot of girls feel this way, but I feel like men come in contact with the rare girls who are just like, um, no, I want a $30,000 wedding. It's like, bitch, I could buy a fucking rental property for that much money. Why am I going to spend that on one afternoon that all of y'all are going to be too drunk to remember and it's going to go by in five minutes? Like, fuck you. Exactly. I'm going to make an like, investment with that married, money. We can get married out back. My uncle's an ordained minister. Like, let's go. I told Negan, my ideal wedding, we will go ahead and we are, we plan to um, elope. We're going to have our kids, maybe our parents, maybe his, maybe our siblings. We'll do, it's very small, basically. 
I'm not having a ceremony. We're going to have a short little thing with our closest. We'll do like a nice little dinner. We'll get dressed up for it. I'll even wear a white dress. I don't want to wear a white dress, but I'll wear a white dress. But that's what we're doing. And then all the money that I would have put towards a ceremony is going to my honeymoon. And we're going to travel. And one of our first stops that we're making is we're going to Las Vegas. And I'm spending at bare minimum $10,000 fucking dollars at a casino. So I am something. That, and the second I win big, I'm going to all my fucking friends streams and getting all my friends PayPal's. I'm giving all y'all a couple hundred bucks. That's just what it is. Um, so Megan will probably divorce goes, me after that, but probably, you know, something that kind of goes with that. So my family actually went camping this weekend. And like I said, my uncle's an ordained minister and my cousin, which I, I, I don't agree to an extent with what she did. She's been with this guy for two months. And, you know, her mom was against it. And she goes, well, sometimes you just know, mom. And they got married at the campground this weekend. Quick five-minute ceremony. Married. Done. That's beautiful. That's perfect to me. I don't want a big ceremony. Exactly. Like, there's no reason to spend that amount of money on something that's only going to get used once. Like spending seventy, eighty thousand dollars on a wedding, spending no more than max of five thousand dollars on a wedding dress, and that's pushing it because I would never personally spend that much money on a wedding dress. Mine was never. <laughs> exactly, like it's going to get worn one time. Why are we spending that much money on it? And after I the would. ceremony. Because it was at my mom's house on the lake after the ceremony, I dove into the lake in my dress because I was like, it's 80 bucks and I'm never wearing it again. I would like to go on the record and say I did do an actual ceremony with my first baby daddy. We did not sign any paperwork, so we did not legally get married, but we did do a ceremony. I was pressured into it. I was um, six and a half, seven months pregnant with my first child. And... I found a dress on Etsy for like 50 bucks and um, the wedding itself, like decorations and food and all that stuff and getting, um, she's now my nail tech, um, but she is the one who she's ordained. She's a Jack of all, or um, a Jill of all trades, honest to God. Um, but she was, she's ordained and she married us. Um, and basically I did not spend more than $600 total on my wedding. See, I've also, well, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, my, so my second child's dad is already married, all of that. Yeah. They literally went out to, I think, Branson, Missouri is where they got married. Spent like four or $500 on the entire ceremony, decorations, all of that. And then just had Cracker Barrel catered in for their yeah reception i was like that's that's quick and easy like i mean the most expensive part of my wedding was the catering i catered in pizza and we had a sunday bar Ooh, it was great (laughs) my dad uh, and my stepmom are um they're recovering alcoholics and drug addicts and uh they like I think he just got his 15 year chip actually. Um they got married 10 years ago. 
and they had instead of alcoholic beverages at their ceremony or their after you know their reception, reception. they actually did a coffee bar they had a coffee bar and it was all different types of coffees i mean you had espresso cappuccinos you had hot you had cold and then you actually for your stirs they were the sugar rods there's regular cane sugar on the like the crystal you know um oh, little candies cool. those were used to stir your coffee to put the extra sugar in it um and i was like if i'm gonna spend something on my wedding i'm fucking getting that because i love coffee like anybody who knows me knows i love my fucking coffee and um that is something that i would splurge on for it <clears throat> um so we we did get off topic a bit here um, I want an open bar. My question is gender roles. So let me ask. Yeah, this go ahead. Sorry, I was just reading Brooke's comment. That's all. Oops. We'll get to that because it goes back to her. You know, she wants to get engaged and whatnot. Um, yeah. So for everybody, guys and girls, both inputs. Um, the thing has always been the guy proposes, like so what what's up like can't a girl propose like see i i've seen that happen a handful of times but it's it's one of those things that it's oh girls don't do that girls shouldn't do that it should be a man thing why why like why why does it have to be like that why can't we do it too like if we know that's the person we want to spend our life with I have a very unpopular opinion. Well, may not be unpopular. Unpopular for a woman to say, though. I love Negan with all my heart. And there's nothing stopping me, really, from proposing to him. I could do it. I don't want to be the one to propose. I want him to propose to me because when it comes to the proposal, I am very traditional in that aspect. And I have a traditional viewpoint where he is the one to propose to me. I don't, I just don't want to be the one to propose. I want him to do it. I want that part, that aspect of it, I want it to be old fashioned. And that is just a personal preference. I mean, I, I agree to that. Like, I don't care if a woman proposes first, but if I ever get into a relationship where I get to that point, I would rather them do it. Yeah. I think that so. just comes down to a personal preference of the people itself. Because like, 90% of the time when you see the girls propose, their partner is not downplaying it. Good push of time. There are a few that I have seen that have been like, uh, no. But um, can I touch your feet? If you donate me $50 right now, I will send you a picture of my feet. Um, do whatever you want. Um, anyway. Shit, I'm gonna start selling your feet pics. I've got some pictures of you. I'm gonna start selling your feet pics. <laughs> Let's not. Um, you don't see their partner really getting upset about it or downplaying it. They'll accept the proposal or whatever. You see other people making comments on it about how it's taboo or it's tacky. Um, you see other people commenting on the proposal. And it's like, this has nothing to do with you. This is me and my partner. You know what I mean? Like, why is this bothering you? So really, I think that specific topic is down to personal preference. I really think it's personal preference. Not a big, flashy, like, I need all the attention type of 
because I will like turn I, bright red, hide my face. I, like, yep, I, don't like I the hate attention, the attention being attention. like all on me. I don't like yeah. like for my birthdays when happy birthday is being sung to me. I I just feel weird. Like yeah. I don't like. Your yeah, child was the same I, way for his party. Azaz, donate me fifty dollars. If you want to touch my fucking feet, donate me fifty dollars. I so my ex husband, I proposed to him, but it was a me and him thing because the mm -hmm. whole discussion, like we knew we wanted to get married. He wasn't going to do it until mm -hmm. he could afford this big flashy ring, and I'm like, uh, I'm not that kind of person, anyways. But we were both making twelve fifty an hour. I'm like, that's mm -hmm. never gonna happen. So I did it. Like one day he was working midnights. One day um, he came home. It was like seven o'clock in the morning. I made breakfast. Bacon. <coughs> I put yeah. me question mark. Um, and he was like, so he was like, I was going to get to it probably like later this summer or next summer i'm a huge cubs fan he's like i wanted to take you to a cubs game and <laughs> put it up on the board and i'm like that's a big nope for me i am not that kind of person hey, i just want to hey, comment where, here where did um, you want to get engaged genghis genghis motherfucking john here um asks why aren't any of you in the kitchen my man's not home right now, so if it's just me, I ain't gotta be in the kitchen. When he gets home, though, I'll, I'll, you'll find me in the kitchen. Uh, because like all, all jokes aside, though, in all seriousness, when Negan gets home, it is about the time that I'm in the kitchen fucking cooking dinner. <laughs> um, um, so anyway, the other aspect of the um, back to the whole stay at home thing right so we got tied into like the gender rules when it comes to, like proposals and weddings and, and goals and stuff and all that stuff and those are good topics to talk about and i'm glad it got brought up a big thing that was brought up is that i have recently been um shamed i would say sorry i just dropped my nicotine because i'm a hardcore addict um i have been shamed recently motherfucker i have been shamed recently because I, I was picking up my foot, yeah. Um, I was shamed recently because I made a comment about the roles that me and Negan have set up in our house. For everybody who's new here, Negan is my partner. Negan goes to work, and he works 18-plus hour days, and he does not have a standard set schedule. Some days he will work seven days out of the week. Sometimes he will work one day and be off for two weeks. It just really depends. We run our own HVAC company. It's, you know, based by clients. We're residential, not commercial. We're thinking about doing commercial. I don't know. It's a whole setup. But anyway, when we went into this and the kids started school, we realized that it would be better for us all together as a family if one parent were to stay home. And Negan literally brings home three times the amount of money that I would in one day. So it did not make sense for him to quit his job. In fact, it made more sense for me to quit my job which was a really good thing to do on a side note because I just found out recently that the owner of the company I just left uh, two years ago actually filed bankruptcy with that whole thing. So it looks to suck. Anyway, I have made comments about how when he is working, I stay at home. I do the laundry. I clean the house. I cook the food. I go ahead um, and take care of the kids. I take the kids to school, pick them up, I do extracurricular activities. I spend 
about two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening every single day, Monday through Friday, doing pickups and drop-offs because I have to go to three different towns to drop my kids off and three different towns to pick them up from school. We realized that by the time that I got started in the morning and by the time that I got home, I had a total of four to five hour window. And that was my original window of when I started streaming because that was the only time that I had during the day to do anything else. But then if I spent it on streaming, then I would not be able to get stuff done around the house. And so we then moved my schedule to after the kids go to bed so I could actually focus on taking care of the house during the day, keeping up with the laundry keeping up with the dishes, making sure everybody came home to a clean home. Because when it's not just for him to come home to a clean home, it's for the kids too. When the kids come home to a clean home, their attitudes are 10 times fucking different. It makes their day entirely great if they come home to a clean house. Now, do they fucking destroy it the second they come home? Yes, especially my youngest. He is an asshole. Um, But that's just just the way that it works. I have received comments about how um, when I cook food and I have made a comment about Negan is the first one to get a fucking plate and I don't sit there and like give him a plate and make the kids wait half an hour to cook when I'm cooking I'm cooking for everyone right then and there and I'm dishing out the plates but I give Negan his plate first this isn't for everyone and I'm not downing those who don't but this is what I do to show my appreciation to him He's working his ass off all day, especially during the summer. He comes home. I make sure he has a clean towel. I make sure he has clean underwear, clean sweatpants, a clean shirt. If he wants to wear socks that afternoon, just kind of depends. Because you know when you're home, it's like a hit or miss if you want to wear socks. I make sure he has all that folded up nice and neatly. If it's not folded nice and neatly, I make sure it is clean and I get it. I go searching for it for him so he doesn't have to. He can come home, take his shoes off, go get undressed and hop in the shower, take a nice hot shower. And he has the clean towel, the clean clothes waiting for him. He can change. He can go sit his happy ass down on the couch. Sometimes I'm feeling, you know, very generous. I'll load up his game for him if I know he's on his way home. That way he doesn't got to sit through the loading screen, right? Not because he asks this of me or he expects this of me. These are little things that I do. I go a little bit extra to show my appreciation for him and to let him know, like, I know that you just worked a crappy ass fucking schedule and I know you are dog ass tired and you deserve some relaxation. And so when the plates are ready to come out, Negan gets the first plate. Now, the thing that he has done, though, is that he won't eat his food. He will wait until me and the kids have our plates in front of us. And I always get the last plate. So he will wait until mom is sitting down at the table and mom has her plate. And then everybody can start eating. And it's just little things that we do for each other when it comes to the roles that we have set up here. Yes, I am the primary, you know, caretaker of the household self. But um, there's also a partnership behind it, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just me slaving away on everything. There have been days, weeks that I've sat there and put off laundry. I have three baskets to do right now. And what am I doing? A podcast. Because fuck laundry, right? <laughs> Jelly knows. I, I procrastinate with laundry. I, That's why I have to leave in 20 minutes because I'm going to go take my laundry to the laundromat so they can yeah. wash, dry, and fold mm-hmm. it for me. Oh, man, I wish. But I'm, I'm weird about how my stuff's folded and... Yeah, yeah. 
I have it can sit in a basket for a week in my room and then I'll do it. <laughs> but it's not, to me, it's like, it's not even just doing the cleaning too. Cause like I slack on that, you know, and some nights I don't want to cook, but I'll try and plan out dinner. And even if I don't want to cook and we're like, we can't decide on somewhere to eat or like places are closed or like, oh, well, it's going to be like fucking $50 here and the only place open. Like last night, then I was like, how about some hot dogs? Do you guys want some, some hot dogs? I don't get the cheap shit. I only eat beef hot dogs. Only eat Frank's Ballpark beef hot dogs. That's it. All. And we were the same way. We will only eat one brand of hot dogs. Yeah, it has to be all beef and it has to be Frank's and it has to be the ballparks. Has to be. Nope. It's got to be John Morrell hot dogs. And they're only sold in two different places and they're both local one store yeah. or one location places. <laughs> Jelly, are you leaving? Nope. Okay. Um, Now, on the same hand, though, about, on the other hand, about the gender roles, right? At what point would people deem it as a toxic setup, right? So you're going to get hate no matter what. You're going to get hate no matter what. If you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're a working mom, if you're the home care provider, um... You know, if you're doing all the laundry and the dishes and cooking and cleaning and et cetera, you're always going to get hate for it no matter what you do, right? In my opinion, as I feel like I'm going to say it and then Jordan's going to give hers, but I feel like we're going to be very similar. In my opinion, it is toxic when it's no longer appreciative, when you stop being appreciative in your relationship. It doesn't matter if that is the role that you took on. Like, I don't care that Negan took on the role to be our financial supporter. I am always going to show appreciation for it because that in itself is a sacrifice. Just like no matter how he, how I feel about my roles in the house, he is always going to show the appreciation to me because it is still a sacrifice that we do these things. When it stops being appreciative and it starts being expected and you start being degraded about it, right? You come home, you're all grumpy. Well, why are my clothes clean? Why isn't there food on the table? Or why didn't you do this? Or what did you do all day today? Did you just sit on your ass? When you start spewing toxic things, that's when it becomes like a, hey, pal, this isn't healthy. See, so my mom runs an in-home daycare. And one of our daycare moms has become a really good friend of ours. Um, And she works a full-time job. Her mm-hmm. husband also works a full-time job. The difference is is she gets up at 3, 4 a.m. and goes to work, and he don't have to be at work till almost 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, but he expects her to cook, to clean, to do all of his laundry. Has made comments that her daughter needs to do his laundry, that she needs to make sure that his laundry is done. She's 18 years old. She just turned 18, but she has a full-time job as well, and she's going to college. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is super toxic. Like, if you're both working, you're both doing equally physically demanding jobs, or not eat, not like if your man's outside working in the heat all day or in the freezing cold all day, and you're sitting inside on your butt typing away on a computer, mm-hmm. do I feel like? At that extent, you should be doing a little more than him. Yeah. But it's all what works with you. 
like if it's easier for you to do something versus him then just do it like whatever dynamic you guys got yeah go ahead and do um but you know in past relationships so I've been diagnosed with MS since I was 17 and I just turned 25 last week um mm-hmm. And so it, I've never really been able to work. So I've always been the stay at home and it didn't matter to them how much I cooked, how much I cleaned. They just thought their clothing magically got done, that there was food magically made, that the dishes were magically done and would ask me like, what did I do that day? Or if there was a day that I didn't do anything because I was just that tired because that's what comes with having MS. Um. It was the end of the world that I didn't do it. Um, I mentioned earlier how the first 17 weeks of my pregnancy with my youngest, I was sick 24-7. I literally could not stand walking into our kitchen without vomiting. Um, so I didn't I didn't go in the kitchen. I didn't cook food. Very rarely would I cook something. And nine times out of ten, it was something quick in the microwave and just did that. It went about my day. And granted, he was the one working and stuff. But he kind of made me feel shitty about not being able to go and cook him dinner after he worked all day. But at the same time, he worked inside. He sat down for most of the day. He was a machinist, um, which I know some people are going to be like, well, not all machinists sit. He did. Like, he was sitting on his butt 99% of the day. Yeah. Like I think this really falls least, into like I said the appreciation of it. Like whenever there the lack of appreciation starts happening, that's when it starts taking a toll. Um Skate makes a comment actually. He says his he tells his wife thank you for cleaning way more than she does for him being at work all day. Now Skate, would you say that that has taken a toll? Not really taken a toll, but would you say that that has affected you some days where you're like, "Man, I really wish like, it'd be nice to hear that she's thankful, you know, that I that I worked all day. Do you think that that really affects you? Or do you think if you heard it more often that you would feel better about the positions that you guys have chosen to take in this relationship? Because See, I, I think um, that should be done, too. Like, if you expect yeah. to be told thank you for doing basic things at the house while your man is at work all day providing for you. You should be nice enough just to say thank you back. Thank you for everything you do. Show some appreciation because, you know, but that also goes with the fact that it's such a taboo thing for men to have feelings. Men can get depressed too. Like, yeah, I mean, men's suicidal rate is fucking way out there and it doesn't get talked about enough. Exactly. You know, I've, I've had my fair share of male males in my life that have committed suicide due to depression, due to whatever. You know, um, this actually just Jelly's shirt reminded me of it. The Till Valhalla project. It's, I actually have one of the bracelets on. It's the 22 a day. It's Mm -hmm. no longer even 22 a day. It's 44 a day. And it's like, men are able to have feelings. And I'm not saying just men are in the military, whatever. No, that is a big portion, though. Yeah, like, that's a significant amount of people. 44 people a day. 
not yeah. counting other people. Oh my god! I guess it's a it's a uh, it's a theme here. I didn't get the theme. Apparently, Skate is also wearing yeah. a Till Valhalla shirt. I've got <laughs> on my bracelets on too. I wear their shirts all the time. I love them. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it it is like the other day, my brother, my son was crying, and my brother looked at him and told him to be a man. Yeah, we talked and about that last no. podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's allowed to cry. Like it's not he doesn't have to be heartless like you. Like it it it's something that should be able to be talked about more. And men should yeah. I don't feel like enough men feel appreciated when it comes to stuff like that. I think it'd be appreciation and and comfort and feeling being able like in a safe place. That's why when I post the link to our podcast, I don't know if you guys noticed, if you're in some of the other discords, if you follow me on Twitter, I post with a link and I let people know, I welcome people to come in to join us, to look at what we're saying and feel free to speak up about something maybe you go through or that's something that you know someone else has gone through, um, whether you're male or female or non-binary, however you may identify, it's a safe place. I want to hear opinions. We're not going to sit here and bash you for an opinion that you have or something that you're going through because it doesn't, people are not able to express as freely as some may think. People are being judged for things. People are being shamed for feeling things, for thinking certain ways. You know, and there's a difference between feeling a certain way and then just being downright hateful for it. Like, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and welcome in, you know, you being completely hateful about stuff. But if you want to talk about things and get it out there, you know, that's kind of what we've opened up the doors with in this podcast is we talk about things that people don't talk about. They don't talk about enough or they don't feel like they can talk about it. Okay, I, I kind of have something then. Okay. And I kind of, I don't, I don't even know. Why is it so acceptable for women to be with women, but men, not, but not for men to be with men? It is yes, Hash Brown, this is 100% safe space. I will say that I'm so cautious of saying that to Hash Brown because he is a part of the MLB community. And sometimes they say things that are completely out of pocket and I regret giving them permission almost immediately. <laughs> but yes, Hash Brown, I give you full reign. I'm not going to judge you. We don't judge anybody. You're asking for advice. You're asking to put your input on something, however you view it, you know, just whatever it is. It's so hard for me to read. Um, dating on the spectrum is such a different beast because it's so hard for me to read emotions. Hashbrown, are you on the spectrum? I did not know that. So I <clears> actually <throat> found out not long ago that a guy I was with for a year. Um, a guy that I was with spectrum. for five. Yeah, we found out that he was on. He's autistic. He's mm-hmm. on the spectrum. I mean, I don't feel like it made any difference. Uh, in the relationship because he was he was a late term diagnosed he's what 28 29 29 so he mm-hmm. wasn't diagnosed when it he was, was a kid and I, yeah it was a recent diagnosis and it only came to light because his older brother actually was recently diagnosed as well and so he went to actually get a diagnosis of it and so yeah. jordan and i both have children with him and our children have been tested to be on the spectrum and one no. of the children no she hasn't mm-hmm. She has not been officially tested. She goes this month 
to be tested for like autism. But ADHD, we ADHD. we have talked about it though, that. where we strongly believe yeah. that she has some sort. She falls somewhere on the spectrum. We firmly believe it. Both me and oh, Jordan yeah. have talked because we discussed in the last you know last week's podcast that we basically raise our children together. We have a very strong relationship because mm-hmm. of the kids. Um, we do have a better relationship than we do half the time with yes their dad. Now. I, me personally, I would say my relationship with him is almost on par with my relationship with you. You guys are way more rocky than what we are, but that's a whole different, that's not, that's not podcast material right pod, now. Yeah. No. Um, first and foremost, I just want to say, you know, thank you for sharing that with us because like he followed up to say, he doesn't really talk about it that much. That's really big that you feel comfortable actually to come in here and speak about it with us. That makes me feel really good as the, the, the podcast conductor as the content creator, the main person here. Um, and with my, you know, newfound team that we're building here together and the girls, it's really big that you feel comfortable to open up to us about it. And that is a goal that I've been trying to reach and bring people in is where they do feel comfortable. I am personally not on the spectrum, so I cannot relate to it on a personal level. However, I will say that, um, you know, if you're down for it at a later time where I can pick your brain about it, I'd love to learn more. Um, it's completely on your terms. My DMs are always open. I will say that a recent experience that I have dealt with in regards to my son's father, who is on the spectrum, and it is irrelevant to what you say about reading emotions, that is something he has learned with himself that it is difficult for him with dealing with our son's um, one of our son's school providers. So our son goes to um, this program where it's like a a latchkey program is we need to get him to school like half an hour earlier than when the doors actually open. So we pay, literally we pay a month um, for him to go to school, like, you know, 30 minutes before the bell rings. Um, and that's just because the way the schedules are. Now, when the emails are happening with this school conductor, He has a very, it's very difficult for him to read the conversation and understand how she's coming off into it, where he would say, and I would say from being with him in previous years, he reads too much into what people are typing, but then also he can't tell how someone is coming off. And he has confided that, um, because our son had asked him why he doesn't have a girlfriend yet, um... He has confided that that has been a difficult thing for him when it comes to dating profiles is that he either just doesn't feel the, um, like the strength or like the encouragement to go ahead and actually be open and talk to someone because it's difficult to get that read on people. So I can imagine how difficult that would be in the dating aspect, you know, let alone just like school emails or the dating aspect. I can imagine that would be a very, um, like a, a very trying task for you is trying to have that connection with people, but having a difficult time reading, you know, the emotions of it, not being able to actually make that connection. Um, my wife also has to learn that guys do not know what tone they have. And 90% of the time, we don't mean to have a tone in our voice. That was a very difficult lesson for me to learn personally. And I, I feel like I give a lot of credit to Negan and our relationship, super gay. Um, but I, I'm still learning it. I'm still learning it. 
I am learning that sometimes when he comes off as like an asshole in his tone, he's not meaning to be an asshole. In fact, sometimes he's in a playful mood. And so I have learned to match that tone where I at first thought that for me giving that tone, I thought I was being a dick, but he read the tone as like, oh, we're, we're being playful right now. And he enjoys the banter. And actually our kids have realized that that's our banter and they chime in and egg us on. I have found our children trying to go ahead and instigate our little banter moments because, and they feel comfortable doing that too. And that's a really big, a really big thing for me is that my kids feel comfortable doing that because they don't see it as that mom and dad are fighting. They see it as that, Ooh, mom and dad are in love. Like it's, it's actually a really, a really cool thing, but Learning the tone, I will say, Skate, you are right. Men are weird creatures. They're very weird creatures. Um. So with what Hash Brown had to say, so after finding out that my ex was on the spectrum and he was telling me about some of the things, I'm sitting back there and like, like thinking, because some of his stuff is like the social cues. He doesn't understand how to read emotions and he reads them wrong. Um, I realize I'm the same way. Like, I don't, um. Jolly is stepping away. <laughs> I'm just going to adjust the camera a bit here while she's gone. Um, it doesn't mess anything I, I don't deal with social cues very well. Granted, I'm not diagnosed on the spectrum. I think maybe I am after having a conversation. Um, but it mm -hmm. has been difficult in past relationships I've been in. Because I feel like some wording or how some people talk, they're targeting me or, you know, just not talking enough and makes me feel like, oh, they don't want to talk to me. Um, mm -hmm. Sin has been a part of this where I get mad if she doesn't answer me. Yeah. And it'll be like days. And then when she finally does, I won't answer her because... I just you I don't you tend like... to you tend to like seclude yourself is what I call it. Yeah. Like if I feel like I am not wanted, um, I will seclude myself and I will kind of be hesitant to reach back out and join back out. That actually happened recently where I made a post in my friend's discord because I am a self promo hoe. If you have a self promo section, I'm going to paste it because I just do it. You know, I, I do. And it's, it's become like a habit for me. Like, do I need to? No, actually, because we have a really good following and a lot of the friends that are in there that have clicked the link are already here. Um, but I uh, <clears throat> I had someone make a comment, actually, and I ended up deleting it because I'm a mod and I can do that. And you're being a dick if you happen to be in here. It was kind of an asshole comment. But I had posted a TikTok that I was kind of proud of and he then chimed in and he's like, no, nah, we're not going to watch that fam. And uh, posted like some little gif with it and was trying to be funny. And I was like, there's a difference between being funny and being a dick. And like I tell my boys, um, because they're very bad about this, my oldest is, I tell him, I said, you can be funny without being rude. You don't have to be rude to be funny. And there is a very distinct difference between being rude and being funny. And it's very possible to do one without having to do the other. I've I've taught our daughter that uh, if she's being rude, it's ugly, and she don't want to be ugly, so she can't be rude. Yeah. 
It works. <laughs> I use barbecue Pringles and they're really fucking good right now. I mean, uh, is that a banana laffy, laffy taffy? Ah, oh, that's like the worst flavor. You got a whole bag of them? Yeah, I freaking love banana laffy taffies. I knew you were psychotic. I did. I just want to go on the record and I say, mean, chat. I knew had... she was psychotic, so that just confirms that. I'm friends with you. I gotta be some sort of crazy. You know, I feel like if I were sane, I would take offense to that. <laughs> um, there. What else was there? So we were talking about gender gender roles, right? We kind of yeah. crossed some paths here. I think we come to the conclusion that there are most guys that, if given the opportunity to be a sole financial provider, they would love to be able to offer that option to their significant others to be a stay at home. There are huge benefits to it. You get to actually be fully involved in your kid's life. You get to um, witness everything. You're not missing a single moment of it. And I personally love it. I think I am willing to go ahead and sacrifice, you know, um, the, the connections with like other adults and humans. Um, to go ahead and have that with my kids. I've definitely made up for it with streaming. Like this is my adult interaction is my streaming. And I'm able to this pour my, my heart. This is my adult interaction as well. I'm your adult, adult interaction. Um, nice. Vice versa. You know, but I'm able to actually pour into it and use my creativity with it. And on top of it, I'm actually able to go back to school as well. So I'm furthering my degree. My I'm getting my bachelor's in graphic design. Um... Don't worry, I won't be a bot and message you and say, hey, I'm a GFX designer. I'd love to go ahead and make a logo for you and send you some generic ass logos. Fuck those bots, they piss me off. Um, and everybody who has ever streamed is fully aware of exactly what the hell I'm talking about. They're all over Discord, they're all over Twitter, they come into chat sometimes. Streams ago. I'm so sorry, you cut out a lot. I have no idea what you just said. You had that one on stream a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I did. Hashbrown says, I'm in a really weird place with my parents as well. They keep trying to push me to have kids. I'm like, dog, I can't even keep track of a wallet. Bro, yeah, I feel that to my fucking core. Hashbrown, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking you? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, don't ever feel pressured to have kids because then you regret who you had children with. You're 25? So, yeah. Okay. Age. Yeah, same and age. I have two kids that most of the time I regret who I had my first child with. Um, my second child, not so much, um, simply because he's an active parent. He gets him. Um, so I don't really regret it that much. But don't ever feel pressured into having children. Troa. Troa, I swear to uh, fucking God, I'm, I'm gonna, oh my God, I'm gonna beat his ass. I'm gonna beat his fucking ass. Code. 45% discount code, TROROCK69. Shout out to the best mod. I love you, Troa. You have stuck by my side for years now. And uh, the second I went ahead and got into streaming and he realized it, we've been following each other and um, it's he's been hey. there. He's a good mod. Where... I've I've stuck by your side for the last five years, six years. Listen, Where the heck is my appreciation? Shut the fuck up. I've given you somewhere to live. 
You have. Do you want to get into that fucking topic right now? Of you living with me? Of the living conditions? Of Not the my... actual living conditions in the household, but the people? You want to get into why I moved out? Ben. No. My mother. Yes. She crazy. That bitch came at me. She came at me so hard that your brother actually went ahead and went to console me <laughs> because it was so bad. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, different topic. So back, more. back on, back on hash brown, right? So I can, I never. My parents never pressured me for grandkids. My parents never pressured me for grandkids, right? However, my sister's mom. So my sister is the same age as Jordan. My sister's mom has made comments. My younger sister, Jordan. Sister? Jordan. (laughs) She has made comments to her about not necessarily pushing her for it because some things came to light. And we learned that my sister actually, um, there might be some underlying medical conditions and issues with fertility and such, yada, yada. So she has eased up. But there was, there have been comments actually um, even since then, where she has been made like, you know, oh, I can't wait until she has kids or she's going to have, you know, a girl or this is going to happen with her kids and like planning it out and all this pressure on it. And my sister, um, it's a little bit different in her situation, though, Hashram, because she has been in a relationship with I call him my brother in law. They're practically married. You're fine. I, I call him my brother in law. They're practically married. They've been together for like five, six years. And um in a little bit different position here where it's like, yeah, I mean, they are actively trying. I've never had the parent go ahead and like pressure you into having kids. Um, my older sister, and it could be because my older sister, she had her, my young, my oldest nephew at 19. And then, um, I had my first kid at 20. I had two miscarriages when I was 19. Um, I had my oldest at 20 and then, um, between the two of us now, she just turned 30. I'll be 29. Um, we have six kids, you know? So maybe that's why I never felt pressured into it was because I had kids, you know, my first was an accident and my second was planned. Um, since I've had kids, I do get the question, are you going to have more? I do get that question, but I don't get the pressure of, well, when are you going to have kids? Because I had them pretty early on. Um, <clears throat> Same. I never this, got that question. I just. Yeah, you just had kids. I got pregnant I the first feel, time, had the miscarriage. And just, I feel like in this scenario, this would, my advice to Hash Brown would be you really have to set boundaries with your parents and be like, listen, stop fucking asking me. Stop asking me when I'm going to have them. Stop asking me to have them and let me live my fucking life. I'm not living my life for you. I would love to give you grandkids if if you choose that you do want kids. I'm just speaking in general terms. And if you don't want to have kids, you tell them, I don't want any fucking kids. And that's okay too. It is completely okay to want to have kids and completely okay to not to want to have kids. I get it that in our biometrical genome makeup, all that bullshit, I understand that we are programmed to literally procreate, but we have this fantastic thing called free will. And if we don't want to procreate, we don't have to procreate. We have choices, right? We have a first amendment. Okay. We're allowed to do this shit. That 
my advice would be to set those boundaries with your parents. Figure out, okay, do I want to have kids? Then tell them, like, I will eventually stop asking me. Or figure out if you don't want to have kids, you tell them, I don't want any kids. Stop fucking asking me. Unfortunately, I have learned that when you start setting boundaries with your parents, the relationships start to take a toll because they take things to heart and your parents can be a little bit toxic about it sometimes. I have had a very, um, my biological mother and I have had a very rocky relationship because of our, um, when I was a child and um, a man she was married to. In recent years, you know, I reached out to her. Um, it's not like we don't talk. We do talk. It's just not as often as I would like to. But I did reach out to her recently and I told her, I said that I had a lot of pent up aggression towards her because of the childhood that I had, the conditions I was living in and the man that she married. And he abused us verbally, physically, and mentally. And I, she had, you know, she was there. It's not like she wasn't known to it. She witnessed it. I had blamed her for so many years of all of that up until recently i reached out to her and i told her first and foremost you're my mother and i love you with all my heart and i'm very grateful for what you have provided for us and what you could have done um, with what you were handed i realize now that you were just as much a victim as i was you were in a toxic relationship with an abusive partner and me as an adult and being through abusive relationships, I realize why you didn't do more. It's because you, you couldn't. You couldn't do more. You were brainwashed. Or why you, you were didn't leave. Yeah, I understand that now. Um, uh, so, like, I've, I've had to open those doors with communication and tell her, like, I have been holding on to this, and it's not fair to you, and I'm sorry. You know, the whole thing with accountability, that's a big thing. Um, my sister's mom, so it's my stepsister, so we don't have the same mom, we don't have the same dad. Her dad was married to my mom. Her biological mother has actually, I call her my mom, and she has been a huge help with me and my boys, because when my biological mother had moved states away after her and a whole other story, um, for short terms though, she became the mom that I needed, and we're very, very close, I'm very, very grateful. We actually had to set a boundary recently when it came to my middle child, so my oldest boy. And she didn't really like the boundaries that I was setting. And we said some pretty unkind things to each other. And we didn't really talk all too much for about a week and a half. Um, we are very similar, but also very different. And so I had to reach out to her and just let her know, like, hey, at the end of the day, I still love you. And I'm sorry if my boundaries have upset you or maybe hurt your feelings or maybe it's come off a different way. It wasn't my intention. But it's healthy that we have these boundaries set in place so we can continue to have a healthy relationship. Because without boundaries, you are prone to having a very toxic relationship on one hand or the other. <clears throat> Go ahead, Jordan. Don't ever apologize for your boundaries. Your boundaries are there for a reason. Yes. Don't ever feel sorry for thinking the way you were thinking. Don't ever feel sorry, especially when it comes to children. To keep those boundaries the way you want them. Or if you don't want to have children, don't ever allow someone to cross over that boundary and make you think, like, should I have that boundary? Like, what I would can I say, do? I would say yes and no in a certain aspect, only because I feel that it's not that I'm apologizing that I have this boundary. And no way, shape, or form am I going to step away from this boundary, take it back 
adhere to anybody else's feelings about it. I have this boundary for a reason. You're absolutely correct. I will apologize if my boundary has made you feel a certain way. That sucks. And I love you, but it's still there and it's staying there because that is my boundary. I mean, so that's what I mean when I'm yeah, saying apologizing but, but about yeah, the boundary. Yeah. I'm not taking that boundary away is there for a reason is healthy to have, but I am sorry if it has made you feel a certain way and hopefully we can overcome this and still have a healthy relationship. I'm not right. taking it sorry. back. I'm not changing it. Sorry it hurt your feelings, but that's not going to change anything. The boundary is going to stay there no matter what. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Hash Brown, I would say it does suck that you're in a very weird place about it. And I am sorry that your parents are pressuring you about having kids. Um, your comment about you know, you can't even keep track of a wallet is very funny, very accurate for myself. Personally, I do feel personally attacked. Um, but I am a firm believer too. And when it's the right time, it's the right, like it's meant to happen. I do not believe in, I should say I'm a firm believer in it. It's going to happen when it's meant to happen. I'm not a firm believer in the right time. And the reason why I say the right time is because no matter how fucking prepared you get to have a kid, you will not be prepared. You won't. You can read yep. every fucking you book. You can watch every fucking video. You can listen to every you fucking can go professional. To any, in every class. Anything. You can you go ahead. 100%. Just... And you can you be around kids your of... whole life. Your kids are going to be unique to you. And it is going to be. There's something's going oh, to happen that you are not. Different. You are not going to be prepared. You can be as prepared as you can be. But you are never going to be 100% prepared. There is never going to be a right time. It will happen when it's supposed to happen for you. Firm believer in that. 100%. And you know, something that kind of goes with that, though, is you can sit there and have three, four kids and think that, oh, I know what I'm doing. It's whatever. You know, my first child, I literally suffered from postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. Mm -hmm. severely to the point where I would not even get off the couch for a week yeah I mean granted I got I got the help I needed whatever I'm all good but then my mm -hmm. second kid was like a walk in the park because I didn't have none of the issues that I did with my first yeah so it's even though you're thinking oh I had one kid I'm ready for a second it's gonna be the same it's not yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that'd be a good podcast to touch base on is um, pregnancy um, and the changes for both men and women of what goes on in the partnership and the different um, obstacles you have to cross, the hormones, the postpartum depression. I think that'd be a good pod podcast topic. It would because I didn't know this, but men can get postpartum depression too, apparently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I never, yeah. and it, I never it doesn't, no, not many people do know that actually. I learned, I think I learned that a few years ago, but it def, it was still like kind of taboo and like not really like no real science fully behind it. Well, um, well, yeah, because yeah. I mean, the nine times out of 10, the cause of women's postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, anything like that is because literally when you have a child, your hormones are literally <clears throat> completely out of whack. Yeah. Mine then threw off my thyroid and now I'm diagnosed with hyperthyroid hypothyroidism the rest of my life because of it and they say how long is it how long does it take for your physical or your mental 
capacity, like your hormones to get all balanced back out. I think it's like a full a year at least. Time. There's I know that when it comes of- to like the baby hair that grows and stuff, it's like a full year for you to get like your real hair um after birth to get like your hair back on track. Because that's yeah. a fun I love fact. When you lose hair, start growing in hairs, then lose those hairs that they grew in and then start growing in new hairs again after pregnancy. I love how this uh podcast was supposed to be about gender roles and we've talked about literally everything under the sun. Yeah, I mean, that kind of happens. We have a set topic that we talk about and then we start going into other things because a lot of the stories of like how the gender roles came into play, um, people start sharing stories and stuff um, and it, it kind of all ties in together. You know, I think we've I think we've covered basically um, most of the basics when it comes to the gender roles. We've covered the toxicity of it. Um, if there are any, I do have a question for chat. If there are any guys out there, so um, skate would be one of them that I know for sure. Um, I don't know if Austin's in here today, but he also, his wife is also a stay at home mom. Um, my question would be if you are the working partner in the group, do you have expectations of your partner who is stay at home? And if those expectations aren't met, are you triggered on the first time or does it take a little bit to accumulate? And the reason why I ask is because. Um, for Negan, it's not, it's, um, are we fucking twins? I'm sorry, Kickbot. Do we look anything alike at all whatsoever? No. No. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Anyway, Negan, um, he doesn't get on me for not doing the dishes or not doing the laundry or, you know, but if it, um, goes ahead and okay. Like Skate says more like the 10th time, um, if it accumulates, you know, where it's just like, okay, you know, it's just like, okay, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. Um, then he'll go ahead and I'll say something like, Hey, like, is everything okay? Like, I'm, I mean, like there's no clean clothes. Like I need shorts for tomorrow for work or, you know, I I'm getting stressed out because like, I'm trying to make a snack real quick and there's like no clean dishes, you know, things like that. It definitely, it, I feel like, um, for him, it, it boils up. So would you say that's for you skate is like, you you have expectations, but it takes a few times for it to go ahead and like really affect you, right? You look exactly the same. Um, if you want to go ahead and um send me your PayPal, I will go ahead and um send you some money for you to go ahead and get an eye exam because you're wrong. Can we kiss? The fact that we are on two separate cameras in two separate locations, do we look like we're anywhere near each other? I'm genuinely concerned for this uh this uh generation 100 percent um are we physically able to kiss i mean yeah we could um in this moment no would we also no i'll be out just one second but yeah um i think that's uh i don't know skate it's fucking some weirdo um but you know thanks so much i appreciate it (laughs) like uh um was there anything else we wanted um, to cover topics of um i don't think so but i'm gonna have to get up here because that baby's here yeah yeah i'm definitely gonna go ahead and uh switch it so i'm gonna bring it back over to chat here jordan thanks for um thanks for coming to talk to us oh that's all fucked up jordan thanks for coming <laughs> to talk to us and jelly thank you for also coming in to talk to us um jelly has already left for the day obviously 
Um, we will be online later tonight and we'll be streaming again later this evening. I do have some cool news. Actually, we are working on something right now. There is a streamer by the name of TC pool. So it's T C underscore P O O L E. He is a different type of streamer. He has a virtual reality and VR chat. He has built a whole setup at um, there's like a bar location where you can go sit and have a drink with Hulk Hogan. You can actually join in on his stream by downloading the game. So you download VR chat in Steam. You can go into his world that he has created. And if he is streaming and you want to go join in, you don't even need a VR headset or a VR, you know, the VR headset. You just need a, a mouse and keyboard or controller, whatever the case is. Um, one of the things that he has built, actually, he recently built a virtual reality arcade. In this arcade, it showcases different kick streamers. And we are in the works of actually getting your girl here to be featured in his arcade. So we're working on getting this set up. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to do that tonight, but someday this week we're going to do a tour of the arcade with TC. And we are going to see his setup that he has put together and I will be featured in a virtual reality uh, kick streaming arcade. So some pretty good news. Um, as always, if you haven't already, I did upload the recent uh, podcast to YouTube. The link there is in the chat. If you could click it, go ahead and um, give me a like. If you hit that subscribe button on it, we're building it slowly. I'm being more consistent with it. I promise you I'm going to get better at it. We just uploaded last week's podcast. This week's podcast will be uploaded by next Monday. Um, we will be putting it on Spotify here soon as well. Um, if you are not either, you should definitely go ahead and join the Discord, which is exclamation point Discord in the chat. The link is right there available for you as well. We have a section in there for podcast topics and suggestions. So if you are wanting to hear about a specific topic, or if you are wanting to be in the stream with us and come talk to us in the podcast, go ahead and come uh, join us and get in there and start talking with us. Everybody is welcome. Like I said, it is a safe space. We do not cast judgment. We're not throwing stones. I'm not going to bash you, especially if your opinion is different than mine. I will do my best to speak up on both sides of the spectrum, especially when it comes to the double standards and things. And um, yeah, I mean, I just want everybody to have a good time. I want to talk about things. Uh, with that being said, actually, we are going to go ahead and raid my friend, Sean. Um, he is playing... Uh, MLB the show, I believe, right now. So we're going to go in. We're going to go say hi to Sean. I will see you guys later tonight at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, you guys have a great day, and thanks so much for hanging out with me. That's already there. I appreciate it, Skate. Thanks so much. You guys have a good day, and I'll see you later.